verse is out of Colossians. This is this is uh, chapter 3, verse 23. It says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Okay. So, what I want to talk about today is let's talk about how our kids work uh, and, and what I'm talking about is how we build up a uh, how we help how we help them build up a work ethic um, to be able to uh, become successful um, I even think we'll have to look at our own work ethic and, and look to see if we're doing it uh, the way that we should, or maybe uh, if we're able to, if we're able to perform at the level that we think that we can to adequately be uh, sufficient in our positions of employment, or or whatever it is you do, I for one, I I uh, I I would always try and strive to do my best. In any position, in any job, didn't matter what it was. My first job, I worked at Raging Waters as a lifeguard. I always tried to do it to the best of my ability. Um, even though it was a minimum wage job, I just had the the thought process of being able to do it to the best of my ability because because of what you're hired for, not just there to collect the check. Um, and <laughs> and that was instilled in me at a young age when it came to work and work ethic. Um, my brothers and I all have an excellent work ethic when it comes to how we perform in our careers. Uh, and our parents instilled that into us. But there was a lot of preparation to get us to that point. And the preparation came when we were kids and and my brothers and I, what we wanted to do, or what we what we would always try to do, was on obviously every kid tried to do this on Saturdays or on our days off. We thought it was going to be more of a uh, a vacation. To we were going to get to play video games all day. That's all we were going to do. And sure enough, my dad would always walk in <coughs> and ask us and it, it, classic last words. That he would always ask us. He would tell us, "I would need an hour, hour of your day, or an, or an hour of your time today." And there'd be some belly aching, and and we'd obviously disapprove because we're kids. All we want to do is just have fun. But uh, 
he would take us outside. We'd help him rake the backyard, pick up leaves, uh, things like that. Say whatever uh, we could, which which is not an encouraged. Which we would do it, but uh, but what we would say was that you know you know we're not getting paid for this. We're not uh, we're not slaves. We're not which which is you know we didn't, we didn't understand what we were saying at that time. Um, I would even tell my dad, I said, is this what you had kids for? And he said, yep, this is exactly what I had kids for. Help me clean up the backyard. And so, and so the, but that was all preparation for where we are right now uh, in terms of work ethic, getting your hands dirty, learning to start from the bottom up and gain uh, you know, and ne- never thinking that any job was better than we were, uh, or uh, that we were ever better than any person that was starting from the ground, or maybe they do a little bit more uh, laboring work. And my job, my job's not not laboring, but I did come from a laboring background uh, where I would, uh, I, I would, um, and uh, I would tow aircraft, tow planes. Part of my job was to even just deliver catering. It was pretty much just kind of the jack of all trades in terms in terms of that field. Um, and even another less glamorous part of that job was that I would have to uh, empty out lavatory tanks. Uh, so you'd have to take a lavatory cart. If you don't know what that is, just think of uh, human waste that you'd have to hook up a hose to, dump it, and then replenish it. And then, um, and that was sometimes, that that could, there were days where I would spend, a, you know, a good couple hours doing it because of how busy the ramp was. But it, it, it I, I was able to take away from that type of, from that type of job, even though I didn't see it early on, that job and doing it for so many years and being able to learn and teach other people how to do it and and working my way up actually got me the position that I have now, um, which which is to say that um, there's two ways to kind of get into the position that I have, that, into the career that I have now. Which one of the first one is is going to going to college, getting a college degree. And the other one was the route that I took, which was uh, just pure all-out experience and learning from the ground up on how how uh, how aviation works. And and again, it, it it's it wasn't the most glamorous part of my job. The great part about it was that uh, was that is that uh, they would tip you if if uh, most of the time, not all the time, but they would tip you. And so if you if you do it enough, you're gonna end up with a nice little wad of cash by the end of your shift. Um, but I, I say that uh, for the reason that um, we we don't want our kids to stray away from actually doing grunt work or, or uh, doing uh, I guess laboring tasks because it's gonna help them. It's gonna it's gonna teach them that they can they can actually work and do things with their hands they can they can uh, you know ha- they can have dirty hands they can uh, learn to fix a car they can learn to build 
uh, things out of wood, do some woodworking, do some, uh, like one, one thing that I can do, I can actually sew. Uh, and, and I learned it <clears throat> early on. And I believe it was like second and third grade. We were making, we were making, uh, Christmas stockings. And so going back to that verse, we, we, there are times where you may, we as parents get into jobs that where there might be just people that, uh, that, we, that we just don't get along with or that we may just never see eye to eye, to, eye with. Uh, and it does, it, it can affect you if you let it. Sometimes it could be a boss uh, that just, you're not, you're, you're never going to see eye to eye but you do have to learn to work with people. We can't just bellyache and make comments and get into gossip about how how much we hate this person or how much because we're not we're not called to do that. And if we continue to do that, and I, I spoke about it uh, in a previous podcast, our, our kids are going to do the same thing. Um, and then, but let me let me switch gears, um, and so. One, uh, obviously, you know, I think I've spoken about it that I coach Little League and my kids are back in Little League. And so I'm, I'm not the head coach, uh, right now or anymore because it's a new league. Uh, but it, but what that allows me to do is it allows me to be able to help out with three different teams, being more of an assistant coach and then offering any help that I need in, in any way, shape or form. So, uh, I, I, I <clears throat> the reason why I bring up the exa- that example or this example is because I've seen, uh, I've seen it in two leagues and, and, and playing other leagues is that I start to see, uh, some kids that, um, that, they like they like playing baseball, but you see the the pressure being put on them from their parents to be able to perform well. Because if the kid's performing well, then in their eyes, they believe that they're succeeding as a parent. And if they're not, then they're thinking they're not thinking about how the kid feels when it comes to when it comes to them making a mistake. And I've always told my teams, told my players, feel free to make mistakes. You're here to make mistakes. You're not getting paid to play here. We're, you're, your parents are paying for you to be here. And I, I, I also tell them that if you're not having fun, then maybe you need to get out of baseball or you need to get out of the sport. Finish it. Finish the season out. But tell your parents that I'm not having fun. It's not something that I want to do. And, and a lot of times you'll start to see some kids that maybe, maybe it's a coach that kind of spoils the, the fun because even coaches can get into the mode of how does it, how does it reflect on me as a coach and as a person? Well, it's really not. It's just because what it is, it could be overwhelming expectations that parents may have for their kids. Um, some kids just happen to be better or develop a little bit faster than others. Some of them actually fall in love with the game of baseball 
early on and continue to improve. There's other ones that may fall in love with baseball at a later age, and that does happen. I, I legitimately fell in love with baseball probably say after eight, probably about age 12. Before that, I was just playing. And I don't force my boys to do it. And I think it's really helped out that I'm actually not the head coach because now I can actually just be dad and just help them sparingly <clears throat> to the point of where they can just come to me and say, is they can we can talk about the game. And I'm not going to correct them as much because they're, and my oldest son actually, he, he'll ask me, how do you think I did How you How do you think I did today? Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll go back and forth with it, but that's, that's the reason why I kind of got out of it too, is because I didn't want to put any extra added pressure on him to try and get him to, to perform at a level that he may not be ready at. He may not be ready for. I don't want to put the, well, you, you got to be a leader. You got to be a champion. Have fun with it early on. Have fun Have fun with it. Stick with it as long as you want to because as you get older, you're going to realize that, okay, I'm going to need to do it. I, and I told him, I said, if this is something that you want to do as a career, you're going to have to continue to work at it. You're going to have to work when, when other players aren't working, when other players are slacking, when other players are are underperforming, that's when you need to turn switch over and turn on that next gear to overperform. But have fun while you're doing it. You always got to reinstitute the having fun because these major leaguers, they, 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 uh, they get, they get paid to play a kid's game. And which, which, which is awesome. I mean, who wouldn't want to get paid to play a game? But the the pressure to perform is there at that is there there at that professional level, and there's so many kids that that see that uh, end up not making it. But it doesn't mean you're a failure. It just it can maybe got us something different for you. Maybe so there's some players that are just turn out to be better coaches. There's some that turn out to be better trainers. There's some that turn out to be better uh, I guess specialist trainers like hitting pitching. They just happen to have that that knack to be able to do it. Doesn't mean that that the ultimate the ultimate goal for any kid is obviously to get into a job or a career that they love. But I, I, but the reason why I like sports is sports typically brings unity. It doesn't matter where you come from, and it, and it really helps kids learn to socialize a lot better when they when they're in sports. But back to doing. But let me let me bring it back to uh, the reasons why I've seen where kids end up end up uh, falling short. Um, I've I've seen dads that harp on their kids or overcorrect the their their kids while they're either up to bat while they make a mistake, and they're not even the coach. They're doing it from from outside of the field. And if the kid's continually turning around, looking at the dad or looking at the parent, my advice to that is stop doing that. Let the coaches coach. If you wanted to be a head coach, then you should have taken a team. You should have asked. That that, And I've been there before. I've been there where I've spoken with parents and told them, lay off a little bit. 
because if if they're having a look at you, there's no way I can help them. I, there's no way that I can help correct the things that that we're looking to correct or we, we want them to improve on. And, and I've seen tons of kids. I've seen I've seen tons of kids just say just throw their hands up and say that you know I don't want to play or they they lose the passion for it because they start to become emotional because they know that the pressure's on them from their parents to perform. When they do real well, they, you know what, the, the, the world is their oyster, but but when they're underperforming and their, friend, their friends are overperforming, then it, we're, we're talking a different story here. Um, same thing when I see kids pitching too. And there's tons of verbal cliches that I that I hear um, when parents are talking to the kids. You know, when they come up to bat, they'll say, "Keep their eye on the ball." I'm I, I'm, I'm I tend to be a sarcastic guy, um, but in my head, I usually will say, when when a parent says, "Keep your eye on the ball," I usually will say, "Well, what do you think they're looking at? That's what they're trying to do. That's the goal. That's what they're trying to do. Don't." Or, or, uh, or, uh, 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 what's another one? I like play catch when they're talking about the kids that are pitching, just play catch. Well, catching and pitching are two different things. Uh, if they're just playing catch, then yeah, it doesn't mean that there's going to be a strike, it just means that they're playing catch. Or, uh, don't aim. Okay, a kid doesn't know what aiming is uh, when a kid's pitching. If you say don't aim, they're trying to find a location to be able to get it into the strike zone. But you can't just say don't aim. And these are all things that that typically come from outside of the actual, uh, outside from coaches. That's too much information to give a kid to be able to expect them to decipher it within the next pitch or within, within the next play. That there's there's a uh, there's a dividing line where sometimes us as parents we do have in order for our kids to perform well we have to step back and allow them and give them permission to make mistakes. If we don't give them permission to make mistakes, then they're gonna always underperform our expectations. Yeah, I've uh, the, the one of the one of the best things I think that we that that I had was that my dad wasn't my coach. Um, my mom wasn't my coach. They were, they were always there. They are always there to encourage us, love us. Um, my dad never really played baseball. My mom wasn't, uh, wasn't athletic. Uh, but it was, it was a blessing because it, in that regard, because all we heard was cheers. All we, we, they never critiqued us on things that, that uh, we did wrong. They always wanted us to have fun. We we learned that as we got older, that man, there are some parents that tend to put a lot of pressure on their kids because maybe they were a good baseball player and they they had the same type of dream that we all uh, we we as kids have which is to get to the major leagues, but maybe the resources or something somewhere along the line doesn't happen. So 
we believe that we can instill our dream on our kids and that we start to think about the odds of, okay, if just one of them makes it. And doing that at an early age is, is it's, it's, a, it's a huge weight. Their shoulders were never meant to carry your dreams and theirs. I, 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 I'll, I'll say is that if, if you are a parent that has their kids in a sport, let them, let them, let them, let them have fun. Okay. If they continue to stick with it, stay with it. Sometimes kids, um, end up getting better as, as they age because they, kids are already going to, going to, they're going to they're going to have some awkward moments one because uh there are some kids that that have uh different frames than other kids they're not going to be as fast at at earlier stages in baseball um some of them are uh, uh, tend to be a little bit they other tend to be a little bit heavier um some uh, so maybe their frame hasn't grown into the, the weight of the kid, the, uh, there's all sorts of factors. Um, and I learned this when I took a biomechanics class too. You start to look at the, the, the development of a kid and how they, how they, uh, how they function or just how people function with what they're given. Like for me, I'm fairly short, but, but my wingspan is, is actually, if you measure it, it's about two inches taller than I actually am. So it, it's, you see everybody, there are people that are a little bit different. Um, there are, um, there are kids that, um, might, might grow up to be a little bit taller at a specific age. And you'd have some kids that just don't get that growth spurt until they start to get into their like 11, 12 year old year. I've seen, I, I've seen that. I, I've seen that too. It, it does happen. And that's why I say a lot of kids can hit some awkward years. Um, so we, we want them to have fun. We want them to to be able to say, okay, oh, well. Um, and the, But there are those, that on the flip side, there are all those kids that put the pressure on themselves. And that's where we have to coach them out of that is to say, look, um, you, you did well. Don't enjoy, enjoy your time here. Enjoy being a kid. Enjoy being who who God made you, and sometimes our job might be to coach them out of that, or just to leave them alone and let them bring themselves out of it. Because if if they can put themselves in that type of mindset, they can obviously bring themselves out of it, because they can you know they either can switch back and forth. Um, so in some ways, it's best to just leave them alone. Um, another another. Another thing that I tend to see is is where, um, even as coaches, and if you coach or you know somebody that's a coach, I'm just trying to get you in the mindset of, of how sometimes coaches think, um, where, <clears throat> and, and I've seen it a couple times. I've, I've seen it multiple times, actually. Very rarely um, will I ever see anybody say, okay, well, let's try it out. And what it is is, is how a kid throws or how a kid hits, like what side of the box a kid throws or hits on. And there's some parents that think that they know best about their kids when it comes. They should know it. They they sh- they should know most things about their kids. Sometimes they can be wrong, and I've seen it before. 
and I've been challenged on it, and I try to explain it to them that um, that maybe they're not just because they they do it this way doesn't mean that they are this type. They are this way, and and one of them is sometimes uh, kids may throw the opposite way their parents think that they do. So a kid could write left-handed, but actually throws right-handed. It doesn't it, it doesn't mean that these kids are. Uh, are, are different. I mean, we can't force that on them. We want to go with how their body feels comfortable. Um, another one is, is what side of the plate the kid's bat on. Just because the kid throws right-handed doesn't mean he hits right-handed. He could end up actually batting left. He, he could bat left-handed. Um, I there's there, there's there's a way that I. It's not 100% accurate, but it's it's a, it's it's above about 80% where you can actually tell the way a kid's gonna be able to swing. Um, maybe, maybe a little lower, but, but it's just one way that I try to figure out how kids can actually, or what side of the plate they, they will swing on. And what I do is I grab, I grab the barrel of the bat and I, I ask the player, reach out and grab it with one arm. Um, usually what they'll do is they'll reach out and grab it. But that first arm that they reach out to typically is going to be their, typically is going to be their uh, front hand or their bottom hand because that's that, that's usually how we um we we pick up the bats and everything like that it's it, it's not 100% that it actually does it um another way to do it is just say okay get in your head just just you just want to see how their mind works cuz obviously they don't know baseball at a t-ball age they're learning it they're just starting to gain that type of knowledge but one way that, you, that we do it is that you just tell them get into a hitting stance, or and you start, or you say swing the bat. You want to see how they swing. Um, that can be a telltale sign um, on what side of the plate they, or what side of the plate they're gonna they're gonna bat on. Sometimes there's kids that I've seen where their parents um, just want them to hit a certain way. And there's not, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just this the success rate early on is going to be fairly low because we're going against the grain. Now their body can their body can learn to hit both ways, um, but in order to in order to learn to hit both ways, you got to become successful at one first before you can go you can switch back and forth. Um, I I actually had a kid that I discovered that he actually he actually. Uh, did right left-handed, but I learned that he actually threw right-handed. But it's it was going to take a while for him to figure out how to throw right-handed because it had been forced on him on how to throw left-handed. And so what ended up happening was that he started to catch a lot better. His balls weren't popping out of the glove as much because he was catching with his right hand. Now, his throws are still off because of finger placement on the ball. Um, but come next practice, or ask my son, uh, so how come he's playing left-handed? And what he said, said, um, my uncle wants me to, wants me to be left-handed. Well, I saw, I saw his uncle practice at one practice. Guy couldn't throw a ball. But you know what? I'm not going to go against the parent. But he's not the parent. But, but again, I'm not going to go against the legal guardian and 
and kind of throw up my hands and say, what are you doing? You don't know what you're talking about. I'm just going to say that the kid is going to go through some growing pains, especially with kids that are older, you know, first year kids that are starting at like eight, nine, ten. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be hard because they've been they, they, one their, their motor skills at that age are starting they're starting to develop already at that age. Um, so it's it, it, they're already starting behind. Um, I have a son who actually he throws left-handed, but he bats right-handed. Didn't figure that out until this year. It was just it, it, it's just something that happens. Nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. But, see, even I could be wrong. But, well, um, well the, the point that I'm trying to, to drive home is that everything that we do, we teach our kids to do it to the best of their ability, do it with all their heart, and do it as if they're doing it because they enjoy it and they're doing it for for God, to, to, to please God and to please themselves. And to have some fun while they're doing it. But also that we don't want to put extra added pressure on them that they don't need in the first place. I mean, we can all, we can always think about the times of the extra added pressure that we had as, as kids for things that we did. Um, like grades, uh, uh, school tests, uh, SAT scores, getting into specific colleges. Um, it's okay to have goals. It's okay to, to, to set the bar really high. We also have to be able to give ourselves a break when maybe we do fall short. Um, but I, 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 I want us, and, and I'm still practicing it too. I'm not going to say I'm perfect at it. Um, but let's, let, let's let our kids have fun. Let them be kids. Let them make mistakes because at the end of the day, we're still trying to do that ourselves. So let me go ahead and pray us out. Heavenly Father, we thank you. I thank you for this day. I thank you for those that listen, Lord. I thank you for allowing me this platform to be able to to reach out to somebody, anybody that needs to hear something. Lord, I thank you for the love that you show me and the love that you show all your children, Lord. Let us continue to seek you in everything that we do. Let us continue to just love you, be close to you, and Lord, let us do everything to be able to please you and have have a little fun while we're here on your green earth for this short period of time, Lord. Let us impact as many people as we can in the positive light, and Lord, let us never put more pressure on our children than we should. And Lord, thank you. Love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. See y'all later.